This episode of the Flathead Beacon podcast is brought to you by Swenson Real Estate, service before self. With over 30 years experience, they've seen it all. Contact Jeff and Lorena today at 406-253-0033. That's 406-253-0033. Swenson Real Estate, service before self. Welcome to the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm Micah Drew. Memorial Day weekend serves as the unofficial kickoff to the summer season, with an extra holiday off of work for many people offering an excuse to take off on camping trips, enjoy some lake days, or get some well-earned rest and relaxation. This weekend was the first with the newly instated ticketed entry system at Glacier National Park, as well as the start of summer operations up on Big Mountain. There's a lot of changes happening in the area this summer, and the expectation is record-breaking visitation across the Flathead Valley. This week, the Flathead Beacon offers up a guide to navigating summer, and Editor-in-Chief Kellen Brown will join the podcast to talk about the holiday weekend, what's on deck for summer events, and where you can go to avoid the biggest crowds around Glacier. A reminder that if you have not yet read this week's Flathead Beacon, you can visit flatheadbeacon.com or pick up the print edition on newsstand throughout Northwest Montana today. Before we get to Kellen, a reminder that this podcast is made possible, in part, by the members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. Plus, they get some great perks, too. To find out more or join today, check out beaconeditorsclub.com. Now let's say hello to this week's guest, Beacon Editor-in-Chief Kellen Brown, who I talked to Tuesday afternoon. Kellen, thanks for coming up here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, ton to talk about uh, Glacier. It felt like summer the first time this weekend. It was busy. Um, we predicted, uh, well, a lot of people predicted that uh, there were going to be some ramifications from that. And I think there, I think there were. But uh, overall, I think, you know, so far went relatively smoothly. But uh, yeah, this big, this big summer's here for sure. Yeah, we kind of got our first little preview of what uh, summer visitation is going to be like. Uh, we've already heard reports that Glacier and Yellowstone set uh, records for spring visitation, so summer is going to be who knows how busy. But let's start with let's start with Glacier National Park. What did you hear about the weekend, and and what are things looking like going forward? Yeah, I think yeah, uh, you, you know, there was a lot of folks that didn't know you needed a ticket, and it doesn't matter what you're going to do, social media, whether we report on it, um, the National Park Service tell people they're still going to get to the gate. Um, a, a lot of them without a, an extra ticket to get on the Sun Road. So uh, I, th- I think what you did see a little bit is uh, folks, the Sun Road's open to everyone, even without a ticket after 5 p.m. Uh, I think you saw a few reports of traffic backed up into w- the West Glacier area uh, for folks getting in in late. And then um, I think, uh, you know, moving forward, it's it's I, I'm I'm hopeful it will get better once they open the whole Sun Road. I mean, it's only open till Avalanche. It's not mm-hmm. open for very many miles. And so and and people get used to that, used to going to other entrances, used to exploring different parts of the park and different parts of the region. And that's what we focused on. Uh, Segway <laughs> in this week's edition of The Beacon. Um, it's our summer preview. Um, some of the things we write about are kind of campgrounds off the beaten path, ways to avoid some of these crowds, and also how to uh, plan your trip to Glacier, what to expect um, when, when you get there, and, and having a backup plan. Um, so 
there was there was a lot going on this weekend. Uh, There's a few restaurants that had to shut down because it was too busy, and they we we've written about this before, and they couldn't find help, uh, which is too bad. And I, I saw Whitefish Mountain Resort; it's going to have reduced hours for the summer, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a, a summer like no other up here, I believe, with just multiple factors um, as to why. And yeah, just to finish up on Glacier, I know last year, whenever there were closures for people getting into the park, that was usually early season when the road was only open to Avalanche. So it's limited parking. But once that road opens, there will be easier for people to get all the way through. Both sides of the park will actually be open. So there will be more opportunities. However, with record visitation kind of uh, on the horizon, a lot of people are going to be looking to go elsewhere and get outside of the park. What kind of stuff... uh, are we looking at there? I know we covered uh, a little bit in the beacon this week. Yeah, we do. We kind of have a guide, um, a guide to camping at places uh, uh, a lot of folks may not know about. Finger Lake is one of them. Um, you know, Grave Creek Campground, North Dickey Lake Campground, some of these spots that will still have people. But if you plan well, you should be able to have a nice weekend camp in there. So those are some of the recommendations that, that we're, we're making <laughs> that uh, I think a lot of folks are making um, just so we can spread out a little bit. Uh, this summer um, and spread out in different communities because, uh, you know, we're, a lot of folks are bottlenecking in whitefishing. And that's, it's not just the outdoors areas up there. It's the infrastructure and it's the restaurants mm-hmm. and it's that sort of thing. I, I don't know how many restaurants you're going to see with reduced hours uh, across the valley, but I think you're going to see a lot of them in North Valley. Moving on throughout the rest of our, our summer guide, we, we cover a little bit of uh, the guide to rivers and the guide to summer events. Uh, it's kind of going to be a big summer. Last year, we had nothing. This year, everything's coming back in full force. Uh, anything in particular you're excited about or just excited to see back in action? Uh, yeah, I mean, just the music, you know, just having um, some of our, our smaller music venues, uh, see some of our local bands back at it, uh, see folks gathering together, you know. Well, theater again, we, we touch on that in this edition, uh, uh, Big Fork Summer Playhouse, uh, Alpine Theater Company, uh, they're, they, have, they have full schedules. And then you and some of our biggest like can't miss events are back, um, which which is just great. And, um, you know, that's everything from, you know, the fair had, you know, limited kind of capacity or I should say limited uh, activities last year. Mm-hmm. Now it's back. You know, they're going to have concerts and that sort of thing. Um, you look at. Uh, uh, some of the shows that are coming, you know, um, along with Under the Big Sky, uh, Nathaniel Ratliff will be here in August. It's a great show. Delta Spirits opening for him. That should be huge. Big Fork Summer Rodeo, Thursday Fest, Picnic in the Park, like all these things that we all uh, are, are used to if we've lived here a long time um, are, are all back. So I look forward to all of them because I'm a pretty social <laughs> person. Um, but I'm just uh, I'm really excited for the music and um, uh, the the acts that are going to be here this summer. It should be pretty fun. I know you've already bought your tickets for Nathaniel Ratliff. What else are you really antsy to to go out and see? Uh, well, I didn't see the first Under the Big Sky, mm-hmm. so uh, that was two years ago. And then I was going to go last year. Uh, I was out of, I was out of town um, in 2019, and then last year it was canceled. So finally, I get to uh, go see that venue. I haven't even been out there yet to uh, um, Big Mountain Ranch. So really excited about that. And excited about, yeah, Nathaniel Ratliff at the same venue. So that will be really cool. Uh, some of these bigger names that some folks have already seen, but I haven't yet up here. And then just you've spent uh, most of your adult life living up here in the Flathead. Obviously, you've seen the the growth and the change throughout the years. Uh, talk to me a little bit about what it's been like watching this like surge in, in summer visitation and and 
that expansion over over your time here? Yeah, I think uh, the combination of COVID ending and the migration of uh, folks from out of state up here, there's a lot of frustration out there right now. A lot of people are on edge. Um, you know, we wrote this guide to maybe spread some people out and find some different things, mm-hmm. but they are. They are uh, they're they're upset when they can't find everything from housing because everything's an Airbnb now. Um, or the tourists is upset they can't get in the park. And so hopefully this summer, uh, I hope a theme that we are able to write about is just like keeping everyone cool. It's a big region and um, there's a lot of people that are going to want to see it this summer. And it's a really, really unique few months we're uh, approaching. Um, and so I-, I think everyone's a little frazzled already <laughs> and we got a long way to go. And I hope that uh, we can all... Uh, kind of uh, be respectful to each other and that sort of thing. And there's plenty of space. You just got to search for it. We don't obviously want you to uh, divulge all of your uh, secret locations to go to, but what's your going to be top one or two off well, the beaten path places? One one place I always tell folks is just like the south end of the park. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. th- it may not be the Sun Road, but there's Scout Block Lookout right by Isaac Walton Inn. You can go Firebrand Pass. These are places you're going to find parking and you're going to be able to get on the trail and not see anybody. And your friends can go have a great day, come back, stop at Packer's Roost on the way back. I mean, I, I go up to those that spot a lot because it's just always wide open. If you want to if you want to go um, get in Camas Road, you can go from the other end on the North Fork and, and do Huckleberry Lookout um, uh, if you don't have a ticket. It's a longer drive without going up the Sun Road, but not that much longer. So those are just a few spots. Um, there's Glacier View, which is also on the North Fork, which is a great hike. Wear a hat, quite a few ticks, <laughs> but uh, also another good hike. So there's plenty of spots to get out to um, where you can definitely find uh, some some space for your own. And then, of course, I would I would be remiss if I didn't mention the first big event that returned to the area was the Whitefish Marathon and uh, Marathon uh, two weeks ago. So bringing and this Kellen, up. You you ran the marathon. It's been two weeks. Have you recovered? Uh, How was your experience? Uh, well, you were there, so <laughs> I, I wasn't. It wasn't all good. Uh, it was it was it was fun for about eighteen miles, and then it was uh, a lot of pain for eight, and then um, it was quite a bit of, bit of uh, recovery after the fact. To be perfectly honest, it was a tough race, but a huge turnout. Finished, did fine. You obviously won the half, and Myers won the or got fourth in the half. So. Uh, proud of you guys. I uh, tried to keep up with the with the folks around the fall. Didn't quite do it, but uh, finished and finished and didn't didn't walk too much. And it was awesome. There's a thousand people in that race and more than double they've ever had. So that that was an early indication of there's going to be a lot of folks at events and a lot of folks in the valley this summer. So yeah, um, it, it was nice to see everyone was in a great mood and it was a beautiful day. So yeah, it was a great turnout and you're finally back to walking normal. So uh, <laughs> another congratulations to you, but thank you for coming up and, and chatting with us here on the pod today. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Micah. Uh, I'm excited you're taking over while Andy's out with his uh, new child. So <laughs> uh, good to be here. Thanks. Thanks again to Editor-in-Chief Kellen Brown. And to find out more about what you can do around the Flathead this summer, go to flatheadbeacon.com or pick up a print edition of the Flathead Beacon and read our summer preview. We'll be right back. And before we get to this week's headlines, Dr. Mark Remington of Glacier Eye Clinic has a message from our sponsor this week. 
I've known Jeff for probably around 20 years. Very good friend of mine. He's helped me both personally and professionally in the real estate market. He is super ethical, super knowledgeable. He's prompt. He'll return your calls and he'll steer you in the right direction. As a friend, he's been service before self. Contact Swenson Real Estate at 406-253-0033 today. Now, here are the biggest stories from the last seven days as of 10 p.m. on Tuesday, June 1st. State fisheries biologists have made a recent discovery of a rare fish species, the pygmy whitefish, in two northwest Montana lakes, which could help shed light on the shifting food webs in aquatic ecosystems as well as climate-induced stressors. Although found in a limited number of bodies of water, pygmy whitefish can serve as an important food source for other fish, such as native bull trout. However, the fish are unlikely to appeal much to anglers as a state record fish was caught at a mere 9 inches. Elsewhere, outside of whitefish, Fish, Wildlife, and Parks officials euthanized a pair of grizzly bears after numerous reports of degradation of sheep, goats, chickens, and most recently llamas in the area. The adult female and her yearling entered an enclosure holding numerous animals on private property over the weekend, killing a llama and accidentally releasing several wallaroos into the area. Fish, Wildlife, and Parks officials remind all residents that Flathead County is bear country and that preventing conflict is easier than dealing with one. To learn more about becoming bear aware, visit fwp.mt.gov. On May 25th, workers began ripping up the railroad tracks through central Kalispell to officially kick off construction on the Parkline Trail. The $8.1 million project will likely be finished in summer 2021, nearly a decade after city officials first made plans to transform the former Great Northern Railway into a linear, multi-use trail. And Tuesday morning, hundreds of nurses at Logan Health, formerly Kalispell Regional Healthcare, walked off the job, starting a three-day strike to protest what they describe as management's unwillingness to negotiate on union demands for better wages, staffing, and work conditions. Workers are prepared to strike 12 hours a day all the way through Friday evening. And finally, the end of the high school sports season took place over this last weekend with state tournaments for tennis and softball and the state track meets. Glacier High School's Rory Smith defended his singles title on the tennis courts and helped the Wolfpack to the overall boys title for the first time since 2013. Similarly, Whitefish's Gracie Smiley repeated as the champion after winning the girls' singles title as a sophomore in 2019. This year, she defeated crosstown rival Hannah Schweikert in the final. On the softball diamonds, the state tournament was held in Kalispell, but the home field advantage wasn't quite the boost that the Wolfpack was hoping for. After losing a tough first-round game, Glacier clawed its way through the consolation bracket, beating both Helena High and Great Falls, before falling again to Missoula's Sentinel High School. On the track and in the field events, there were great performances from all classifications over the weekend. Some of the highlights included Big Forks's Seth Osborne winning the pole vault, Big Fork State Championship Girls 4x400 meter relay team, Whitefish's Talon Holmquist winning the shot put, Whitefish's Gabe Menick winning the triple jump, and a slew of girls from Whitefish winning the sprinting events, including freshman Brooke Zatuni winning the 100, senior McKenna Ells winning the 200 and the 400, and the 4x100 relay team taking a state title. Many of these athletes will be featured in the annual spring Best of Preps issue of The Beacon, which will come out next week. There are too many additional stellar state performances to cover here, but you can read all about the state tournaments 
and catch up on the latest breaking news for free on our newly redesigned website, flatheadbeacon.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to pick up a copy of this week's issue of the Flathead Beacon on stands now, and a reminder that the spring edition of Flathead Living Magazine is also out, and we're only a few weeks away from the summer edition. That's our show for this week. Thanks for listening.